Well, hi, folks. This is Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things we can all do to live a better life if times get tough or even if they don't. Today is Thursday, March the 9th, 2023. This is episode 3264 of the Survival Podcast. And while we won't really talk a lot about Bitcoin today, uh, we're actually going to be talking about something called Noster. The two subjects are highly related, so I am going to also push this out. Onto the Bitcoin Breakout feed, Bitcoin Breakout episode 36 and Survival Podcast episode 3264 at the same time. Uh, I have a gentleman coming on. He's the host of a, of a podcast called the Bitcoin End Podcast. And uh, his name is David Bennett. He's a really cool guy. And he uh, is actually the person that originally uh, told me about Podcasting 2.0. I didn't get on it right away or anything, but he was the first person I ever heard about it from. And uh, he reached out to me when I said I was looking for somebody to come on and talk about Noster. Noster is a way of disseminating and sharing information. I'll leave it at that, and we'll let David explain it deeper in just a moment. Before I bring him on, let's go ahead and hear from our two sponsors of the day. Sponsor day number one today is Start9. You're going to hear a little bit about Start9 today because you can actually run a Noster Relay on your Start9 server. You can run a Bitcoin node. You can run a Bitcoin Lightning node. You can host your own images. You can run your own end-to-end, fully encrypted, military-grade, fully encrypted chat services. You can act as a hub for your community, your family, etc. You can control your data. You can 100% control your data, your own password management. Access your files from anywhere in the world with no third party, nobody in between running your own services on your own server. It's really not that hard. You need to get over to Start9.com and learn more about them today. And remember, if you're an MSB member, you get 9% off all purchases at Start9.com. And if you're switched on using that fold card yeah you can buy yourself a gift card inside the fold app and you can use that for an even greater discount and stack the two together with start nine uh products next uh, next up today is who is this ridgewallet.com i love the ridge wallet been carrying it now for about five years makes my life a heck of a lot easier to keep all my id cards uh, my credit cards and things like that. All those things that have those little RFID tags in them that people can actually steal information off of, because I don't know if you know that, but they can. Uh, when they're encased in titanium, not so easy to do anymore. Plus, it's a minimalist uh, wallet. It just really works better. I've been doing that again five years. I put my billfold away. I've never gone back to it ever again. I probably never will. Uh, and also, Rich has come up with a ton I mean, just a ton of really cool EDC items. You can learn more at Ridge.com. Uh, next up, real quick before we get started, I also wanted to let you know or kind of remind you about the Self-Reliance Festival in Camden, Tennessee. I've got a post out about it today called Find Your Tribe, uh, telling you about how there's so much cool stuff going on up there. You really want to get to the Self-Reliance Festival if there's any way that you can. Nicole Sauce and John Willis have put together a great event up there once again, March 25 and 26. But the big thing is if you can't get there, the next best thing is a virtual pass. You can actually get a virtual ticket uh, to watch the whole, all the presentations virtually as well. And you can learn all about that at survivalpodcast.com. It'll be the uh, post right underneath uh, the episode that you're about to uh, hear. And with that, let's drop into the live stream with David Bennett. And find out what the F 
is an oster. And we are live. Welcome, folks, to episode 3264 of the Survival Podcast. I believe it is 37 or 36 of the Bitcoin breakout. I'm not sure. Don't hold me to that. This has been a discombobulated morning. And somehow our guests managed to be here on time anyway, even though I didn't send them to the freaking invite link uh, until about two seconds before we're supposed to go live. So, David, man, thanks for being with us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Jack. I appreciate it. I'm really excited about this. Uh, we're going to talk about Noster today. And this will be an unusual type of episode for me. Generally, when I hear about something new and it interests me, I learn as much as I can about it. And I talk about it. Then I bring somebody on to talk about it further. I don't know Jack about Noster. And I kind of did that on purpose because I feel like there's some technical stuff here. And instead of pretending to be ignorant, I figured I would just be ignorant for a, 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 a change so that I could ask questions that truly are like, I don't get it, questions, mm -hmm. uh, instead of feigning that. So this will be kind of fun for me to, to be completely out of my out of my league here uh, in talking about this. But before we dig into Nostra, can you tell us a little bit about David Bennett, man? Who's David Bennett? What was your, I know you're a podcaster now, but what was like your professional life in the past and uh, what led you to uh, to Bitcoin and, 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 and things related to blockchain and things like Nostra? Well, the last the last job that I that I had was I was uh, I was the lead administrator for the Texas Tech University Libraries 3D Animation Studio, Digital Media Studio, and I did that for ten years. And the thing about working for the state is that no matter what is going on, you always find yourself with inordinate amounts of time that you're not doing anything, which really sucks. So, <laughs> you know, while you could, it, it was actually partially our own fault, we built such a good studio. We had such good equipment. Our licensing was for the software was really good. It was a well-oiled machine, man. You know, yeah. and there, you know, therefore we find, you know, we found ourselves with lots of time. So I just, I ended up started watching stuff about regenerative agriculture. Okay. And some, and I think I got into it through uh, aquaponics. And then that led to, it's a rabbit hole, like everything else, right? Yeah. And that led, one thing led to another, and that led to Diego Footer. And that led to Permaculture Voices 3, which is where I first met you in person. And God. then um, I started listening to you. I, I want to say you were still you were still doing that thing with your uh, old intern. Uh, Josiah. Josiah? Yeah, okay. I think. Uh, and then I started listening to you and you started beating me around the head and shoulders about Bitcoin. And we come to 2015. I started working in 2009 at, at tech and I did other things before that, but this is really the point where my life kind of shifted was at during this job. So I bought my first Bitcoin at 250 bucks sometime in the summer in late summer of 2015. And the first wow. thing I did after that was send you 0.2 Bitcoin for your member service brigade. And that was <laughs> the most expensive subscription <laughs> I've ever, ever bought in my entire life. Of course, at the time it was 50 bucks. No, yeah. Not, yeah. not so anymore. And once you go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, everything changes and 
start realizing things. And the thing that I realized the most is just how misled <laughs> I've been throughout my entire life. And the further down the rabbit hole I got, I realized that my dad and my mother had been misled for their entire lives. And it was probably at one point or another, my granddad probably knew the actual truth, but we find ourselves here in clown world mm -hmm. and it, and it's just, I, it's a series of mistruths. It's a series of being misled about everything, about money, about food, about banking, about how, how you're too stupid to understand financial stuff. And it's like, it's kind of designed that way. And I, I get all of this through once you're down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, that's it. You're, you're, you're done for life. Everything that you, you left it is sort of the only way that I can put it. And then everything that comes along the way, uh, everything that comes down the pipe for Bitcoin is the only things that I'm interested in. And this leads us to Noster. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and then don't feel bad about paying point two Bitcoin for uh, MSB membership. It's not the one back there, but if you ever want to see, I guess this is up today about a $24,000 shotgun. I can show you one. Cause I bought a, yeah. uh, a Browning auto a five pre-war uh, Belgian made. It's worth about 1500 bucks for like $600. Yeah. With a Bitcoin when Bitcoin was right at $600. And so you can look at it as I paid 600 for it. You can look at it as, well, right now I paid 23,000 something for it. Or you could look uh, at it that I paid whatever the all time high has been. Cause I could have, right. you know, and I don't think we should get upset over that with Bitcoin. It's just, I'm now of the mind that every time I ever spent a Bitcoin, I wish I didn't. And every time I didn't buy a Bitcoin, I wish I did. So, so I've, I've kind of moved to where Same. I spend Bitcoin. I spend dollars into Bitcoin. I don't spend, once it goes into my stack, it's forever. It's yeah. never going anywhere. You know, when they always talk about, you know, X amount of Bitcoin has not moved in 10 years. That's me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be clear, I don't actually feel bad about that point two Bitcoin at all. It is a reminder to me. Yeah. But that's all it is. It's a reminder that I have to, I really got to think. Do I really want to do this? You know, yeah, and, yeah. and before it was like, no, nah, you just just you just buy it. You know, it's just this money that somehow or another pours out of the sky. Magic you don't really. Money. Yeah. You don't really know where the well, I'm thinking about the U.S. dollar It's like, yeah, yeah, you go work for it and stuff. But it just magically appears and it's magically fungible and it's magically yeah. all this stuff. And you I didn't really start really hammering my own brain about. Are you sure you want this? What, yeah. what is this? What is this thing that you buy with this value that is your time on this planet going to look like in three months? You know, that's the thing. And it's the big thing for people younger than us. A lot of these people in their 20s is the first time they ever thought about not spending money they had before. Yeah. Like ever in their life where they actually went, wait a minute, if I spend this, I don't have it anymore. And I think uh -huh. that's one of many reasons the establishment hates it. But. Let's turn the corner to Noster because even the folks that tune into this today, they're like, more Bitcoin on the survival podcast. Look, uh, we're talking about Noster today, and it'd be good if you involved Bitcoin with it. But what we're really talking about, from my understanding, is a platform for freedom of communications and sharing of information. That's right. about as much as I know. I know one other thing, and maybe we'll talk about that as we go through this today. But that, that's that's about all I know at this point. So right. what the F is Noster in the first place. Cause it, when I try to use it to look stuff up and say, well, tell me about Noster. Most of I get stuff about Nostradamus. 
And I know that's not it, right? I even tried to get Chat AI to make me some copy for today, and it kept writing stuff about Nostradamus. Yeah, um, I have I have had the same problem that that you may be experiencing with trying to figure out what the hell Noster is. Um, I listened and I listened to podcasts. I purposely found podcasts, yeah. you know, that's like that had somebody that's talking about Noster and. You know, I'd listen to a one hour podcast and I would I, I still am no closer to what the hell this is than I was before, you know, an hour ago. And that always really bugged me. So <clears throat> I had a guy that has built a client for Noster on my podcast. And I'll 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 email you that link at one point or another so that if you want to put it in show notes, you can. And we talked extensively about it. And I told him the same thing. I'm like. I got to figure out what this is because I, and I want to figure out what it is during that interview. Like I didn't know anything because once I finally figured it out, a lot of stuff clicked and I'm kind of hoping that that's what we do here. So I just kind of want to start with what Noster actually stands for. Cause oh, it's okay. a, that would be it's great. A, it's <laughs> not N O S T R stands for notes and other stuff transmitted by relays. Okay. And once we get through this, I think that will make a lot more sense. It already so, makes more sense to me right there. Right. I heard so, about relays, and now that all starts to connect. Okay, so at the, at the base level, the simplest thing that I can say what Noster is, thinking of notes and other stuff, is that it's a network communications protocol. It's not a computer program. It's not, I mean, it has to be implemented in some kind of language at one point. Sure. But l let me illustrate what I mean. I asked on Noster, like on Noster, I go, can somebody tell me what la computer language this is written in? And the answer was, it's written in English because it's a protocol. I can okay. tell you my protocol. I wake up, I go drink coffee, I sit down with my kids. I take my kids to school. That's a protocol. Yes. And that's a Monday through Friday protocol. I can implement that in whatever language that I want, but uh. essentially it's language free. It's just describing what needs to happen for other things to happen. That's the protocol. So, so like PCIP is a protocol and it gets implemented in whatever, whatever language is building the utility that uses TCP IP. Yes, and, okay. and the other well-known protocols are the same way, SMTP, FTP, HTTP. HTTP. All these are just nothing but protocols. Okay. We ha but we have to be able to interact with those protocols, and that's where the client comes in, right? So <sighs> let me, before I talk, even talk about a client, I want to talk about the note part of notes and other stuff transmitted by relays. A note is like, let's say you jump on Twitter and you write a tweet. In Noster, that's sort of what we call a note. That's that's all that is. It's just like a piece of text or uh, maybe I send you send a link out over the protocol, something like that. That that's all a note is. But the note is part of a, lar a slightly larger thing in the pr in the protocol called an event and the event is really lightweight and lightweight is, is what is 
absolutely essential and why I'm so mind blown about this entire protocol in the first place. It all has almost, it weighs almost nothing as far as kilobytes or bytes or megabytes. It's like, it's very, very lightweight. So there are only, there's only six parts of an, of an event that actually have to be satisfied for it to be recognized by the protocol and sent to wherever it's going to be sent to. And that's the ID number of the, of the actual note or the event itself. So that's like, I write two notes. One is one ID. The other one has a completely different ID. That's how you keep them separate, right? There's a kind, which is like kind one or kind two or kind three. Kind one is where you're just sending a simple text. Hmm. It's just that simple. It's just like it tells the protocol, okay, you're going to be handling only text. That's a kind one, right? And then there's a pub key. Okay, just very much like Bitcoin. In fact, it's exactly like Bitcoin. My pub key identifies me. That's how you know it came from me because I, it's got my pub key in it. So it's like, oh, well, this came from, from David. And then there's a timestamp. And then there's the content. Okay. Like, uh, this is going to work or hijack or whatever as the text. And okay. then there's tags. There can either be zero tags like... I don't know, like a regular tag, like hashtag uh, survival podcast, okay, something like that. But the big one, the big one that makes that makes everything work is the signature. The signature is your private key. It's the exact same. In fact, it's it's well, it's ECDSA. It's elliptic curve. It's the way Bitcoin keys are generated. When you have a Bitcoin wallet and you generate a private key. It's done the exact same way in Noster because so the guy key says I am Jack and yes. that way anybody can see it and verify yep. it. And my private key lets information be published as Jack. Yes. Okay. And that comes in, that comes in handy later. We'll, we'll talk about it because things can get a little dicey when we start thinking about it, but that's essentially an event. If I have those six pieces of information, okay, all, all of a sudden that is a valid event type for Noster, the protocol says, I, I understand what this is. Now I can do shit with it. Okay. So th that's where we are on, on just the protocol. But none of that makes sense. And this is where I kept getting tripped up when I was trying to figure out what Noster was. I need a client to be able to interface with the protocol because the protocol by itself, I can't really interface with it. I need a client. And like Twitter is a client for the Twitter protocol. Okay. That's the interface. So that's the um, other thing I think I know. So you tell me if I know this right or if I'm confused. Yeah, sure. So let's compare it to like a Twitter or a MeWe or a Facebook or anything like that. These are all proprietary protocols and proprietary applications or platforms. Yes. And they use their language to do their thing their way where Noster is open so I could create a client to utilize it and you could be on client A and I could be on client B and we would still be able to see each other's stuff or no? Y yes. Uh, let, or maybe. <laughs> let's talk. Let, well, let's talk about what you just said about the, the proprietariness of all okay. these, these things is that the, these are the walled gardens that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, 
LinkedIn, mm-hmm. YouTube. It's a protocol plus the client, but there's something more insidious, right? The ID that you use to sign in is also proprietary and it ain't owned by you. Okay. It's owned by them. So those three things okay. we talk about, oh, it's a protocol. And then there's the client. And we always leave off the fact that your identity to interact with those systems is also proprietary, owned by Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. And they have control as to whether or not your ID is valid or not. They can kick you off at any time. They can suspend you at any time. They can black hole your ass at any time. And it's all up to them because their your ID is not yours. It's theirs. That's a problem. And when you get all three of those things taken together, that's where you get things like Dr. Malone just disappearing off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay? That's where you get like you didn't use Twitter from what I understand you saying in a couple of your podcasts. You haven't you didn't use Twitter for a long time because you were just in a black hole. You were yeah, shadow, banned. shadow banned. I was there. You could look for me and find me. But right. if you followed me, you saw almost nothing that I published. And it was just it wasn't like I left Facebook out of sh- sheer anger. I left yeah. Twitter during that time out of completely. There's no reason for me to do this. Yeah. Like there's it's like, not it's nothing time. in return. So why would I spend one second a day doing it? And it, like Elon day came and all of a sudden everybody saw me again. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you could just as easily go the other way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, and I remember cause I was on Twitter. Like I, I started my Twitter account in 2011. Yeah. I didn't really start using it until, uh, I don't know, 2014, 2015, and all that time, I, you know, I was like, well, in 20, yeah, well, in 2013, I guess is when I pretty, it was either 2012, 2013, when I found you through Diego Footer. Yeah. Right? And I started getting on Twitter, but from, you know, let's say 2015 to, you know, up until the day I got banned several times, um, I did, I never saw a thing from you. Yeah. I even followed you. I went I went and searched for the survival pod and found it and followed it. And I still got I got Jack. That's what I got. Yeah. Not. (laughs) (laughs) I got not Jack. That's exactly right. You got not Jack. Okay, so that's the problem with the open or rather the walled gardens is they own those three things. The protocol, the client that you use and your ID. Right. So the open gardens are stuff like the Fediverse. Are you familiar with that at all? No. You know, have you heard of Mastodon? Yes. Okay, that's a client that plugs in. Federated. Okay, yeah, okay. And they have their own protocol. But it's kind of open, but it's kind of boring as hell because of various reasons, and we're not here to talk about that, but that's one of the more open gardens. FTP, file transfer protocol, which is yet another network communication protocol, is kind of, you can kind of look at that as an open garden. Right. There's nobody that really controls your ID. And even if they did, you could just get another gen up another ID off of another client. So that's open. Right. That's an open garden. And then we have Noster. Right. And in Noster, the protocol is open sourced. Okay, so anybody can copy it from the GitHub. Anybody can make changes to it. Anybody can help, you know, the the original implementation of Noster by writing code for it if they want. It, it doesn't matter because it's free and open source software. And I think it's under an MIT open source software licensing. 
anybody can use it. And I think you, you can make money from it too, if you want uh, it just to, however you want to do it. Right. So, um, then we come to so the protocol, the protocols open all, and then there's the clients that come in. And that again, what we're talking about is, is our window into what's going on in, in the Nostra network. And without that window, it becomes very difficult to interact with it. And the more easy that user experience that the client provides, because that's what a client does. It provides right. you, the user, with an experience. How do I experience Nostra the network? I do it through these clients. And I'll just name a couple in case people are like, you know, wanting to know. I use Domus on iOS. Noster Domus. Okay, D-A-M-A-S. Yeah, D-A-M-U-S. Yeah, D-A-M-U-S. that's for... Yeah, that's for for uh, Apple stuff like iOS, MacBook, stuff like that. If you're on Android, Amethyst, that's another one for mobile. And then there's all the web clients and there's God. I mean, there's so many web clients. We'll get into that one later. But that client, again, provides you the nice little framed window that allows you to open the window and lean out and smell the fresh air or the stank of somebody's malicious crap because it, right. you get all of it. There's you, you got to filter yourself. There's no algorithm that's going to protect your little baby feelings. Okay. You're going to see stuff that you don't want to see and you have to make your choices from, from there on because Elon Musk can't step in and say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, ban your, you know, your, your public key from every client, from every protocol implementation from any, blah. It's yeah. just not happening. It's just yeah. it's just not right. So this all boils down to the key pairs. The key pair, like I said, is elliptic curve digital signal or signature algorithm or ECDSA. It is exactly the same as if I buy a cold card wallet from CoinKite and it comes in the mail. And I set it up and I go, I, I need a new private key. It will generate that key. That is my ability to sign a message or in the case of Bitcoin, sign a transaction that makes it valid. And let's hold there for just a second so yeah. that nobody gets upset about big giant words they don't understand. Right. If you're using, let's say, a Bitcoin wallet right now, you're doing this even though you don't know you're doing this. Yes. The wallet acts as the client. For you is what he's saying. And so you don't have to. He's using this so that it's accurate. And if you want to fully understand it, you can. But when you have these clients, they're creating. Think of it like your GUI, your graphic user interface, so that you don't have to go in because you could manually code every single thing you wanted to do and send it one at a time. That would be very few people would do that. And it would suck. So somebody builds a client that that automates a lot of this for you. So you don't necessarily just like most people that send an email every day or use the Internet every day, don't know what TCP IP is or they don't know what HTTP is when they're using it. You're using it all the time. So you don't necessarily have to understand these definitions to use this tool to share information or to gather information, which probably is actually even more important. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So just that, you know, that private key aspect as we go back to Noster, 
that allows me to sign my events. Without that key, I'm not sending anything. I mean, and if somebody has sent me a direct message in Noster, since that's end-to-end encrypted, I need my private key to decrypt that direct message. If I don't have my private key, I can't see the direct message. So and a direct message here is exactly like it is in, in Twitter, except I'm not sure if Twitter is end-to-end encrypted. I, I doubt it very seriously. But the public key, you can think of that as your login and mm-hmm. your identity so people can find you. Without that public key, you can't find me on Noster. I got to actually give it to you. So um, here's the here's the catch. <clears throat> and I like in, in the um, in the thing that I sent you when I was filling out your form, I, I think I titled it, you know, WTF is Noster and mm-hmm. how it works and sometimes how it doesn't. <laughs> this is this is one of the things where you've you got to understand something about this. So I can lo- so let's say Jack gives me his private key or no, I mean his public key. Sorry, okay, don't, yeah, don't yeah. do that. Don't don't give me your private don't key ever, 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 ever. Treat it like a Bitcoin private key. You don't want to do right. that. Right. Like I email Jack and I say, I'm trying to find you on on Noster. Can you send me your public key through email? Nobody cares. It's a public key. Sure. Right. But. With that public key, not only can I find you when I'm logged in with my private keys on some client, right? You know, and I'm fully logged in as me. I can find you and I can follow your account and then I can go log out and then I can go log back in this time with your public key. I will never be able to sign an event, but I will see every single person that you follow. Mm. Every person that follows you, okay. every note that you sent and every, you know, every like every all of your followers and fo- like I can see everything you see exactly the way you see it, except direct messages okay. because that's end to end encrypted. I would have to have your private key to be able to decrypt it. Okay. But think about what that means. <laughs> I mean, yes, you can do this in a in a way. In like, well, you can do the same thing in Twitter, but this one is, I mean, this one, it just makes me, it gives me pause because I'm like, let's say I start following a whole bunch of really demented people that Mm -hmm. put out really demented stuff. And Jack just plugs my public key in and says, I want to see what, what David sees when he gets into his client. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't believe he's looking at this. So in a way, that's sort of one of the things that kind of makes, you know, should make people think twice Hmm. before, do you know, like, I mean, I don't want, I'm not bagging on Noster. I'm just saying that this is, this is the way it is. This is, this is warts and all. And that's a, that's a pretty big wart because. Because what's different there is if you went to my Twitter account right now, you can see all my followers, but you don't see my feed from my vantage point. You would have to go through one at a time and see who those people were and what they were posting. Yes. So what you are saying is it would be like, it would be like, I don't want to overstate this. It would be like running a screen capture video of me looking at my feed, except I'm not actually doing anything. Like it's not like you would see that I was beginning to type a message and got rid of it, but everything that, that came to me, you would see through my window. Exactly. Huh? So, be, it's one of those be aware things. Yeah. Right. 
yeah. mean, you know, it, it's like if you're like, you know, I don't know, goody two shoes and and whatever, who cares? But if you're like, like let's say, and let's say it's not even, let's not even say it's nefarious. Let's say that I log in with I don't know some Saudi Arabian activist pub keys mm-hmm. and find out that this Saudi Arabian activist really hates her government. Blah blah blah. Well, they're her government, if they know her public key, can see all that crap. Yeah. So understand that this is we're at the very base of this protocol. I am absolutely certain that things will come come up that will help the user not have that happen. But it ain't yeah. there yet. This right is now like good. So that would be a good reason. If, unless you're like, see, I'm a public facing brand. It doesn't do me any good to be on there anonymously. Right. It would probably make a lot of sense for the average user to not necessarily, they just wants to, there's a, I would say 90% of people that let's say use Twitter <clears throat> don't publish almost any content. They follow people and they're mostly consumers. They may do a little sharing or whatnot, but mostly they're consumers. And, right. and those people, even on Twitter, I kind of recommend just, you don't need to necessarily be public about who you are. Because you're giving away information. There's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, if I don't do that, then I get nothing out of it. Right. Right. I, I'm not really on Twitter to find out that, you know, Coca-Cola released a new formula or something. I really don't care about that. I'm there to promote myself. That's what I do. Right. Uh, but most people, that's not why they're there. Nope. They're there They're there to consume and, uh, and shit post and, <laughs> and, and give journalists hell about, well, I won't I won't say the word because I guess this is going to YouTube, so I'm not yeah. going to say anything that's going to get you beat off. But, uh, you know, you speak your mind and that's what, you know, pretty much yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's what got me kicked off of uh, Twitter. So. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it did. So <laughs> I think we've covered what a client is. A client yep. is an app or a web interface that lets us look through the window and lets us connect to other people. Um, so it's also decentralized communication. So let's talk a little bit about what it means, because we throw that word around. And how does how does Noster meet the definition of decentralized? Well, that's that's really more about the the relays and how, you know, the Noster protocol interacts with those and your private and public keys. It's kind of interesting. And this is, I guess, what. Let's see here. I, 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 you know, if I'm looking off in the distance, it's because I actually wrote down a wrote down some notes like okay. prompts and stuff to figure out how to talk about this. Um, it's decentralization. It's like, cause I've got what does decentralized communications mean for the world? Uh, let's just say, okay, I got my public key and I'm into Noster. How the hell do I get your note? Like when you send something out and I'm following your public key, how do I see it? And this goes back to the whole client protocol ID proprietary system. All that's centralized. They have centralized computers at Twitter. It's fast. And everybody that's following, you know, like if I'm following you and somebody else is following you on Twitter, we'll see the same messages at roughly the same time. And it's all great. Not so on Noster because it's not centralized. Mm -hmm. I could like right now you have a start nine unit, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, when was the last time you updated the software? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. You, take a look um, if they have another update, and like not now, but you okay, know, later yeah, on obviously. today. Um, 
like because I for running my Bitcoin full node, I use my node BTC and it's running on a Raspberry Pi and it's right over there. And all of a sudden, one day I updated it and lo and behold, they enabled me to have a Nostra relay of my very own okay. that I can run on my Raspberry Pi. Um, I can choose to do that. I don't know how to configure it. Okay, so that's the limits right now. Yeah. If I, I got to go learn some shit before yeah. I can, you know, step into that, and I'm not going to do it just yet. But I can if I if I wanted to. And I'm thinking that Start Nine has a Nostra relay. So you, I think now, they do. I think they do. But I just haven't touched it until this interview. That was the yeah, point. yeah. And I probably won't touch. I probably won't be doing that for you know. Okay. My own relay stuff the for web a while. services and technology god for all things TSP has spoken. Tom says Start Nine has a Nostr relay now. So the, okay, nice. okay, and there's there's more to come. So as you can see, this starts to get really integrated with Bitcoin, right? Yeah. But only because they're on they can live on the same platform and at the same interface. But the deal is, is that I'm connected to like let's say a relay. Not a whole bunch of relays. We'll get into that yet, but one relay. And you're connected to that same relay. You can see my notes and I can see your notes, but I can't see the notes of somebody who's not connected to the relay and neither can you. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, again, this is where user experience kind of suffers. And for and I, I just have something to say for all the people that want what they've always had to be exactly the same on something different out of the box. Yeah. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> I mean, I, I just when did Don't we get to California that moved to Idaho and said we need a law about this. Don't do that shit. Yeah. Experience it. Be part of it. I try to understand it while it's still young and fresh and growing. It's like, I don't want my children to be already grown up. I'm not going to learn anything about my children if they're born at, with being 25 years old. Yeah. So please, please give the developers a chance, give the users a chance to, to get back to the developers. And, and together they build the thing that you eventually want, but it ain't going to happen out of the box. And this is one of the ways that it does not happen out of the box. My user experience is completely dependent on the client that I use and the relays that my client are attached to. I can attach to more than one relay. If we are attached, like let's say, like right now, I think I've got 20 relays in my list, which is a little high. Mm -hmm. Lots of people are like, and the more relays, the more data stream that you've got. So you, if you're connected to 30, you can heat your phone up. I'm just okay. saying that's I mean, and you, I've seen people get completely crushed on their monthly data plans because they just weren't understanding wow. what was going on. I'm like mm. for each one of these relays, even if they're like 10 of the 10 of the 20 I'm uh, using, if a note is being sent by 10 different relays, but it's the exact same note. You're replicating it. You 10 times the data for one piece of information. Ah. OK, so again. This is sort of where the UX 
suffers. I don't think it actually suffers. I think it's really interesting to, to watch this thing grow, but be that as it may, it There's is a thing. Probably in time, I would guess clients will evolve and start yeah. filtering that. Like, okay, you have this, you don't need it from these places, right? You know, or they already are Jack. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, it, things, things move pretty fast. So the, but what I want to really make clear is that let's say you and I are both use Domus. We're both on our iPhone. I'm connected. I'm, we're both connected to 20 clients. 10 of those clients are the same and 10 clients for you are completely different than 10 clients from me. Okay. Our user experience and what we see and who we can see notes from will be completely different because you'll be getting notes from relays that I'm not connected to. And I'm getting notes from relays that you're not connected to. But okay. for the 10 that we're both connected to, we're going to get those notes. The deal is, is that when you st- almost w- – the older the relay and the best ping times and the most uptime tend to be the things that people really want to connect to. And you can find those through various tools. We'll hopefully get to that at the end. But um, chances are very good that I am connected – to as many relays as most of the people that I follow are connected to. When I'm looking at it by myself, I just have my user experience, but your mileage may vary. And that's, again, that would be something where somebody might go, well, didn't, didn't you see John's note? And you say, well, no, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. So there's friction. There could be friction there, especially if you're trying to coordinate like, I don't know, a meetup or something like that. Right. Okay, yeah. So there's a, there's enough friction there that can, you know, be kind of off-putting. And again, I just ask people to be patient and understand that we're two years into this protocol. It's only two years old. Yeah. Look you at know? it like compare it to lightning. So lightning was first proposed in 2015. And if I remember right, it was first implemented in like 2018. Yep. And we in were 2019, by 2019, all of the big block idiots were just saying how it sucked and it didn't work. And you had to run your own node and it would never work. And here we sit in 2023 and apps like Fountain are enabling people like me and yourself to receive literally thousands of transactions a day. You know, yes. one sat or 10 sats out of shop and people streaming a stuff. And so that. If you went back to 2019 and said it'll do this, people would have said shut up, right? You don't know what you're talking about. So this is something that is – it's a baby. Yeah, it is an infant. I mean a newborn. Yeah. We're, we're just – we're at the very ed- – you know, we're at the very bleeding edge of everything that could bleed and everything that has an edge. Okay. I mean, you're, you want to experience – you want to experience what that's – what uh, testing and production actually looks like? Come on and join us because this is exactly what it looks like. Well, I also think because I did listen to a couple like like working and listening to YouTube videos about Noster in the background. And what I started to understand is everybody looks at this now and says, "Okay, this is a replacement for Twitter. No, this is a protocol. And the first thing people are building on it is a replacement for Twitter. It actually could be used to develop things we haven't even thought of yet on top of it. Just the way that. When we came up with Lightning, it was, oh, we need a way for somebody to buy a coffee and a scone with Bitcoin and not pay a fee that's a third of the cost of the coffee and the scone. Right. Um, 
And now it's a way that people are sharing value at fractions of a cent at the speed of light. Right. Right. And so no one thought, oh, you know what? We're going to build lightning so that there can be a fountain. Nobody thought that. They're like, we're going to build lightning so there can be quick, fast payments between individuals. And, And then the other things came. So we could end up with maybe marketplaces built on top of this or maybe advertising platforms built on top of this. It, well, exactly. And that kind of gets back to, I, I think the, the, the question that I had actually posited to you on the forum was again, what does decentralized communications mean for the world? Yeah. So I, I kind of want to drill down into that. Um, and you may not agree at all with the analogy that I'm about to use, but, I am the guest. I get some kind of. (laughs) So you always say that marketing is the story that you tell. About yourself, a service, a product, some thing labeled X. Okay, I look at that as non-value communication. I look at that as Noster. I also look at that as the walled gardens that we just got past. But. I because a lot of people said, well, you know, sending value is just me communicating with you. Yeah, but there's value attached. That makes it a little different. Yeah. So the marketing part I look at as Nostrum. Okay. And the question is, you know, or or not the question, but a sale, that transfer of belief between one entity and the other, that's a Bitcoin transaction or or a lightning transaction. Mm -hmm. So. When you get into like, is the the question about is you know is work, global communications important for me for you, like you know, protests just get shut down because they turn off Twitter in China. Nobody knows where to go. Nobody knows what time it's going to start. You got the my pillow at the my pillow guy who just completely got deleted off of everything. So his ability to advertise his product in public is almost nil. Like when I announce like the daily podcast, like when I say, hey, here's what I'm going to talk about. Here's a link to it. And I throw that used to throw that up on Twitter. Well, it's never going to be up on Twitter anymore because I'm gone. Right. All of the and the boots on the ground reporting and and 3D print files for firearms, being able to send that to you over Noster, that's not going to be able to be stopped. Yeah. Some some relays may decide the relay operator is just, you know, a wussy and decides that they don't want to get into freedom or whatever. But I got other I got other relays that I can do. So that's the the non value communication part. And that's important because if I don't know that my pillow guy has a pillow to sale for sale, I can't buy it. You can't do the value side or in free speech. It's that we always think of free speech as the right to speak. Yes. But it's also the right to hear. Yeah, that's kind of the same way of explaining the thing. I have a right to speak, but if your right to hear me speak is impaired, then you're then as much as it's hurting me, it's also hurting you. Yeah, because you might want to know what I have to say. Yeah, I might want your product. I did want yeah. your product. I bought MSB for 0.2 Bitcoin. I would have never been able to do that. I would have never been able to do that had you not been had a platform to say, "Hey, I got this thing." It costs this. Yeah. I take this. And here's how you get me that that value. Well, and so, I'm going to go out on a limb based on when you told me you found me. Uh huh. I, I run a website. You can get my stuff from my site directly. But right. odds are at that time in the world, 
you went to Apple Podcasts and found me. Yes. Well, right? because so Diego if I wasn't Fu- on Apple Podcasts back then, I wouldn't have what I have today. And that could be taken away from me at any time. Right. Yes, it, exactly. So what I like the the thing about it is, is what decentralized communications means to the world is that we had answered one problem of the, the ability to communicate value to each other, real monetary value through Bitcoin. But now we've got the all the non-value stuff. So let me give you an example of uh, I, I ran an experiment when I f- was first on Noster because we were able to put lightning invoices directly into the notes. Okay. Right. Um, so what I did is I took it like my wife, my wife knits. Now she's actually starting to spin her own yarn, but that's another story. Get it? Uh-huh. Sorry. Yes. Bad, bad. I love bad jokes. Um, so I took a picture of one of the hats that she knitted. And then I generated a, I ginned up a 100 Satoshi lightning invoice, like just a regular old fashioned lightning invoice. I put both of those into a single note. And then at the very top, I said, I'm running an experiment. Somebody please pay me a hundred sats to buy this hat. No, you're not actually getting the hat. And then in the lightning invoice, give me your address. And within seconds, that hat was bought. The yeah. lightning invoice was paid. My wallet of Satoshi flashed it. And then the first thing back was there's no room in the memo of this lightning invoice when I'm paying it to put in my full address. The idea was, is I don't want their address in public. I want their address to be between me and you or, you know, me and that person. Yeah. So, but the point I'm trying to make is that in a single event on Nostra, I was able to advertise the thing and have a payment structure all in one place. And so they didn't have yeah, to sell the damn thing. See, and, this makes me think of my discussion with the dude that wants to make a Zola into fuel and biochar and stuff like that. Another thing he wanted to do was create something very similar to this with advertising and sales, but that I could literally do the same thing and at the same time be running an affiliate program that you see the thing I'm trying to sell and I don't have anybody following me that'll buy it, but you were you relay it. Not the right word for this because it means something else, but you right. share it. Somebody acts on it. I get payment and a piece goes to you like that doesn't exist yet, but it could. It it will. It, not well, it, has to. it has to eventually exist because if you can do that, somebody will. Yes. And that that's the whole thing. But I wanted I just want, wanted to get to that because that was a section of these notes that I was writing to myself for the show that I was like, I just I find I found it fascinating that it would have worked if there was a way that I could keep the address private within the Lightning Network. Yeah. Or some other way. It doesn't matter as long as the user experience is like, I like that hat. Oh, look, here's how I pay for that hat. Boom. It's done. Oh, and all the last thing enter my, you know, uh, my address, shipping address. Yeah. If you can make that experience basically a one two punch. Yeah. You're going to have a lot less friction on sales. You also need inventory control in there because if it's a one off item, you don't want 20 payments on it. Yeah. It, yes, exactly. Except right. that with with that lightning invoice. Oh, once it's paid, you can't pay to it anymore. Whoever pays yeah, first. You, oh, so I can whoever gets to bring it a first. twenty. And when I uh-huh. say twenty and you're sold out, it's not on me. You're yeah. out. Like absolutely, it, it fails. Yes, and unlike Twitter, I can send I can send the exact same note many times. 
except that it wouldn't be the exact same note because the lightning invoice would be different every time. And you, you said expiries too. So like if you say this is good for 24 hours. Yep. You said the I number put that, of, a number of seconds on your invoice to 24 hours, whatever that comes to in seconds. And if you're doing a deal and maybe it's not a limited inventory, but limited time, that mm-hmm. string of invoices expires or like a master invoice type thing where anybody can use it and it creates new ones because they're building that too. Right, exactly. So the point being is that we've got non-value communication at the same time that we have value communication, value communication. and they just fucking collided. Sorry, I didn't mean to actually no, say you that. Can say that here. Really, we, we, really passionate about no. what that means. No, it changes the world, and it starts to take a lot of things that I've talked about building on Lightning and kind of taking it to another level. Like, I don't know if you've heard me talk about, like, I think we need a traffic app. We need a ways that lets users not only share information and rat the cops out, but, you know, David rats out the cops. I'm hooking along at 90. I see the little whoopee lights, and I slow down, and I don't get a ticket, and I go, here's a buck. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yes. And then I verify that that asshole's still there. And maybe the next payment hits you for 90 percent and me for 10 as a verifier. Right. Yep. Like, yeah, I don't know if you need Nostra to do that. But as you're saying this, I'm seeing how, like, it could all play together and make it tighter. And then a lot of this thing about the relays, like if you were building a client or an app and it was for a specific purpose, you wouldn't worry about all the rest of the Nostraverse. Right. You'd only worry about the users who had tied in with that app. They might not even know. They could just like people don't know they're using TCIP, right? They maybe uh, wouldn't even know they're using Noster. Like it's an app powered by Noster. It means nothing to somebody. Like when somebody buys right. a computer, says powered by a Pentium, whatever. They don't know what the hell that means. Right, right. But as as exciting as that is, the sober. Let, let's get back to like let's sober up a little bit. Yeah, because we're not there. <laughs> Yeah, because like the the whole thing is is that remember this is all based around public private key pairs. Yeah, and you're responsible for them. Yeah. So here's the here's the bad thing. Okay. Is that for every client that you want to log into, you got to give it your public and your private key. Do okay. you trust that client? Are you sure? Yeah. How do you how do you know if you can trust? How do you know if you about, trust that client? And here's the here's one of the things that I use is especially for web clients, okay, it, which is mostly where I'm using, I'm using, you know, like snort.social. Again, we'll get into all that. But when I'm on the web and I want to try out 12 different clients, of which mm-hmm. there are many more than that, I'm not going to enter my private key into all of them. That's stupid. And yeah, it's, that it's, sounds stupid. it's bad. So are you familiar with Albi, A-L-B-Y? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Albi extension Almost immediately after Noster got big, uh, Noster really came into the frame about mid-December last year. Almost immediately, Albi had a solution in their Albi wallet with their web extension that it will handle your public-private key pair. And it will auto-sign you in. If it senses that it's a Noster client, it'll flat, yep, it'll give you, it'll give you a, a pop-up that says Albi wallet is asking you, do you want to sign in with your public key? Confirm. I like and that. Then, I only have one person I'm trusting then. Yeah. And yeah. I'm only once. been around a while. I use Albi right now. If you're watching this video and you're just thinking, man, Jack brought us this great dude. I wish I could give Jack some money. If you're using Albi, you can give me money right now. There's right up yeah. in your browser. If you're using Albi, you can do it. I did not yes. know they were already tied together. 
that things are, are moving, moving so quickly that we can't really see them. They're moving kind of at the speed of light. So that's my suggestion mm. is that you, that's the way that you handle your public private key pairs. Also make sure that you've got backups of your private key and the tale of woe from a man named BTC Gandalf, who we used to, you know, back in the day, we would post our public keys so that other people could follow us. And BTC Gandalf posted his private key. No, don't do that. Sign the message with his private key. And it's never coming back because guess what? In Noster, you can't delete notes. Once it's there, it's there forever. Ever. And Ooh. so that was so that his, drunken tweet that you left out for three seconds and deleted and nobody screenshotted it. And now it's gone. That yep. doesn't happen. That so does Rohan not happen. Barr, Donald Trump, et cetera, should not use Noster. Ex- exactly. <laughs> There's it's, it's, it is a, uh, it's a, it's like a hardcore hike. Like the yeah. one you took. Yeah. Do you really want to do this? Yeah. Because once you're, a point out, where you're committed, <laughs> once you're out in the shit, yeah. If you get a broken leg, yeah. you better you better be able to set that thing yourself yeah. because that's where we're at. We're out in the middle of the Appalachians, man. It's wow. just like there's nobody around, nobody to help us, just like Bitcoin, right? Yeah. So his his account is completely compromised forever. So, but luckily enough, we rely on the social layer. He spins up another set of private public key pairs. Yeah. He's already got a list of like he can go back to his original compromised account and refollow all those people and send them a message that says, hey, I screwed up. Yeah, I put my private key in. And and now it's become like a manner of a joke to to sign in as BTC Gandalf and just post weird stuff. So that's the <laughs> bad thing. Right. So I was just thinking the good part is. The, the account just terminates, but it doesn't because now anybody can put whatever they want on there. It's forever. It's like a Bitcoin wallet address. If I give you a, bit, a one-time Bitcoin wallet address and mm-hmm. say, Jack, you know, it's like, I don't know. you. I sent you like sent you back some of the comfrey that you sent me or something like yeah. that. And and I got here's your one-time wallet address, you know, on-chain BTC transaction. Yeah, you're going to pay a fee. Here's the wallet address. Don't use it again. Yeah. I can't stop you from you giving me more money on that same address. No, I, you can't. I can put anything I want on there. Yeah, it is forever, forever, yeah. forever, forever, because that's the way Bitcoin works, and it's exactly the way Noster works. Mm. And that's really important to understand that your private keys, your public key pair, this isn't something that you can just email customer support at 1-800-CRY-HARDER. And get fixed. It ain't getting fixed. It's never oh going to get damn, fixed. I want that number now. What one eight hundred? Oh, I use that as my customer. That's my customer service. If you I need customer service, no eight hundred uh, area codes left <laughs> that use the word "cry harder." Because I would, I would vanity uh, pay for that and own that number and just put <laughs> a recording on it, and I would use that, and I would pay. <laughs> The six cents per minute inbound, limited to one minute of call, just to let people call it when they were bitching at me. That, <laughs> I, yeah. So oh. it sounds like we can't get rid of stuff. Yeah. But what about third parties? So uncensorable is supposed to mean uncensorable. Could Noster be stopped? Let's say that the, the powers that, <coughs> that, that want to be decided we hate this mm-hmm. and we build all this wonderful stuff we're talking about. It's five years later. It's mature like lightning is now. We got all these people building on top of it. 
could someone use vulnerabilities and shut down these relays or somehow attack the the networks and shut it down? Yep. Yeah, you can attack the network most definitely. Um, so let's just back up and remember that this is a protocol. The Noster thing is a protocol. Okay. It's implemented in almost every computer language that you can imagine already. Rust, Go, C++, C++, C, F Sharp, whatever. You know, whatever you pick your poison, I guarantee you that there's already an implementation of the Noster protocol yeah. in that. So, and the thing about it is, is that the Lightning or the uh, Nostra protocol is very lightweight. That's why it, uh, my Node BTC and Start9 and Umbral have all pushed the ability for you to run a, a relay. Because running the relay is one thing, and it's easy, it's cheap, it's super simple. Collecting the data and holding the data for further use is up to you and however many terabytes of a hard drive you want, but that's that's a separate issue. Okay. So... Once that protocol, now the protocol's been out in the wild and I can run it on a Raspberry Pi 4, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Now, surely somebody in your audience is probably a kick-ass network, you know, guy that ne understands networks at the protocol layer at TCP IP and says, well, he's not right. I will take that. I reserve the right to be wrong. But as far as I can tell from everything else that the hell that I've seen, you're – because it's so lightweight and because almost any idiot can run one, again, good luck. More power to you. Test I think you can easily attack a relay, yep, you but can. not attack the relays. It's kind of the same thing with Bitcoin, right? Like Whack-a-mole. You, you could go after one miner somehow, I would imagine. You could figure out a way, mm -hmm. but good luck shutting down the network. Now, the other side of that is a Bitcoin miner is very incentivized. To keep mining. Yes. <laughs> and a Bitcoin miner has a whole lot of horsepower just even in one mining rig. And so it takes a lot of if you had enough computing power to attack the Bitcoin network successfully, then the, 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 the smartest thing for you to do would be participate in the network. That's kind of what keeps it defensible, that it's so expensive to do that, hey. I don't want to, I don't want to, I want the Bitcoin, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're talking, you have to put like multiple nations together to do this or something. And then you oh, yeah. all the other shit you should be doing. Yes. Um, where this is, and it's, the, the power is anybody can do it, but the weakness, I guess, would be then that there's not a lot of horsepower behind it. Right. It yeah. That's like it's still whack a mole to the infinity, like way easier to set up a relay than probably a lightning node. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that one, I don't know. I got a lightning node. I set that up through my node BTC, and yeah. I, I turned on the Nostra relay, and I was like, what do I do? Because there was no interface. I, I was kind of thinking that when I clicked it after it was on, on my node, the, the little app button, that there would be like a window that came up, and it's like, nope, you got to interface with this command line interface as far Ooh. as I can tell. That's where it is right now. Again, I'm not I, I don't need all this stuff out of the box. There is some assembly required. Right. And it, it, given how much I want to be able to do this is exactly how much I will go have to learn to do it. But be that as it may, if I've got at least two relays running the Nostra protocol, I got a network. Yeah, I need two. Yeah. So, again, we go back to whack-a-mole. And again, 
the the notes that are being sent, like the I hate to say it, but like your tweet being sent, if it's just nothing but text, like a lightning invoice or instructions on what to do somewhere, those notes are so small, it's possible to broadcast and relay that through repeater stations on AM radio. Good luck. Hmm. I mean, good luck. And of course, that boils down to, well, how tenacious do we want to be? Yeah. Are, am I really going to go do that? Well, I might. I won't. Somebody today. will just to prove that you can do it. That's what's going oh, yeah. to happen. That's that's one of those. You and me won't do it, but there'll be two dudes in a garage smoking dope going, you know, we should do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Seriously, right? I mean, that's, that's going to happen. Yeah, um, it, it, ex- exactly. So, but here's the thing is that from a, a protocol standpoint, good luck. Now, from a social layer network, uh, things get a little weird, like spam attacks that never, ever, ever lit up. And we've had them. Mm-hmm. We got one right now. It's called the hell thread where somebody wrote a note that had like 150 or 250 public keys in it that said something nasty. And now that like my notifications, like my messages to me and my notifications on Domus, yeah, 100% unusable. Because there is nasty stuff all in this thread. It's bad, bad, bad. Before that, there was the dick pick, uh, dick pick fiasco of early January 2023, where global the global feed for like that all your relays are like getting all the messages and just shoving them into your your interface. Yeah. It was just nothing but these dick pics. Same one too. Not a whole bunch of different ones. Just oh, okay. the same one from 500 different pub keys. So even That's, the dude that wanted them's like, yo, man, <laughs> it's the same do something one. different, do something different. But the point is, is that that really screwed things up. It caused questions to be asked, like, how can we stop this? Yeah. Paid yeah. relays. We already have them. Like Eden.noster.something dot something is like yeah. one of the paid relays. I have six paid relays and it cleaned up my feed. That's I, I, see, that's the solution. The market's always a solution. And the market. Market will provide. If you have, if you place value in something, somebody will will return that value with a product, a service, what have you. So yes. I like that. So there'll eventually be an opportunity to have like relay operators. In fact, it sounds like it already is. Relay operators are making money by providing relays that are clean. Some okay. of them are making clean good relays. What you want, right? So somebody might have a different version of clean. And the beauty of this is there's room for everybody in that pool. Right. I like right. that. Now, I like that. ISPs blocking relay IPs. Well, since it's so ultra cheap to spin up a relay and, you know, <laughs> uh, again, whack-a-mole, good luck, brother. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, like your marksmanship better be spot on because it's just, you're going to be killing – it's like, I don't know, being overrun with 10 million squirrels jumping around trees and you're trying to kill them all. And they and they keep breeding. See, that's the point yeah. is that in mid-December, there was 20 relays that I knew about that I could attach to. Now there's 528. That's what? One full, like maybe one full quarter of yeah. a year. I mean, that's that's almost exponential growth. Well, I see people constantly. I'm a Noster. I'm a Noster. I'm a Noster on Twitter. That's kind of fun watching one platform uh, use, right. use itself to build another uh, series of clients. Right. Basically, one client being used 
to sift people into all these different clients, but all with a connection. It's, it's interesting. Um, Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how it it really could be stopped, especially long-term because now you've got all these propeller heads. And I say that in a a very uh, flattering way, right? Right. (laughs) A very flattering way. Right. Uh, I don't mean it as an insult that are all working on all this stuff because way back in the very early days of the internet and I got into marketing online. I was I was what you would call flat out a black hat SEO person. I, I used every hole in Google's algorithm. I did I did crazy shit. I would use Cold Fusion or PHP and take something that people shop for locally. It took the U.S. Postal Database and made one website selling one thing, but a page for sixty five thousand cities across the country. And all the states and even some cases regions and then took and pulled in snippets of information from bunches of other places. So every time that page loaded, the core content would stay the same, but it would be there was no duplicate content because the majority of the content on the page was different every time. So the Alabama page looked different than the Texas page, even though they were the same. And so I made a lot of money doing shit like that, selling like cable service, phone service, stuff like that, that people look for locally. Yeah. And it doesn't work anymore. Well, the reason it doesn't work is because we exploited it. Uh-huh. And I don't mean when I say me, just me. I mean, there were, I wasn't the only one doing this. We had, you know, private forums that we shared information on how to do all this stuff. Right. And Google's a better search engine because we exploited it. Uh-huh. Right. And so I think, and the people that are doing this shit are way more advanced than me and, and my contemporaries back in, you know, 1999. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Way more advanced than we were. We were just playing it like, oh, I can do that. Holy shit. Let me see what I can do. You know? Right. Right. And that, you know, but that was like you had this interest in it. It was it was giving you something back. Yeah. So what I one of the things that I, you know, the only real thing that kind of every once in a while worries me about Bitcoin is the same thing that worries me about Noster is to kill it. Apathy. Hmm. You know, just so many people. There's like, you know, there's so many what there's so many social medias yet when you know yet one more thing to log into and, and yeah. blah 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 so there's that and then the market being saturated you know but then again you know is it really saturated i mean can i i mean you were talking about um what it it, it is correct you made the correct statement that it just so happens that the first thing that we latched onto was recreating the twitter environment mm-hmm. as clients and Noster. Yeah, that was probably I, I don't want to say it was dumb. It makes sense. It was easy. It was easy. And we, that's what was central on people's minds is like because this goes. OK, this goes back to my I put in in my uh, uh, red or your your form. This was my second Bitcoin moment. Noster. OK, this is because this is important. Right. So. I got deplatformed from Twitter, not once, not twice, but five times. Okay. The last time that I got deplatformed, it was because I put in a new piece of information in my bio that was my old Bitcoin hackers Mastodon or Fediverse address. And they linked that back to my original account that got banned a year ago and said, you're trying to evade suspension. That was okay. 30 seconds after I hit save on my on my bio. 
Yeah. I get an email. You're done. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, like, uh, like I get kicked off somewhere mid November within a week that really drove me to figure out the Nostra thing. And then I'm like, Oh, this is why. And this is why it comes up like this. I find my first client. I generate the key pair. I start, you know, I, I, I go, I don't know what this is. So I start following people. I get followed by people. I send some messages. I, I do other stuff. I send DMS. I get a couple of DMS and then I go, well, wait a minute. What's this other client? So at the first, I think one of the first ones that I was, I was playing around with like snort or something. And then I went over to astral.ninja warning on astral.ninja. Do not use okay. it has, it will leak your private keys, which is why I don't like putting private keys into all these clients. So okay. warning, but at the time I was using it. Then I went over to another one and I can't remember any of these names, right? Iris.to is another one. And there was another one. But when I went to, so I, I'm on this one client that I get kind of used to and I do all these things. And then I moved to another client, completely different user interface, except for what? All of the people that I followed on the other client was there. Okay. All of the people that followed me were still following me on this new client. Because it's okay. all part of my public key. Okay, all, of the D, all of the DMs I sent and received, they're all there. Everything was there. Sure. And that's when I realized this is exactly like Bitcoin. No matter what you do to me, no matter what relays get rid of me, no matter what client blacklists my IP. Yeah. You're not getting rid of my public key. You can't yeah. erase it. it. Try to erase a grain of sand on the beach. Yeah. You can't destroy the mass any more than you can destroy. Once you pull up that public key, once you gin that thing up in that private key, it's there forever because it was already, already there forever. Yeah. We just uncovered it. So and how that does was a person just make their like get a pub key. Like, so okay. people do this all the time with Bitcoin and they don't know they've done it. They get a wallet. Yeah. Right. They, they generate a wallet. It generates immediately a public key and a private key and then you have multiple addresses that are all secured by that that wallet and they didn't really do it right like if you go get one of these clients does that make one for you and then give it to you yes. or do you have okay all right and but so I, I'm, I'm listening to this today and i'm like i'm willing to give this crazy shit a shot i'm sitting out here in the audience and what do i freaking do because yeah, i like, still don't know what i do you, like one of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, clients. I'm gonna hold on for a second. Let me get over. I'm gonna take this and go over to something. You're not, you're not seeing uh, Nostra Grant. Screen if you want to, uh, with the hell thread that's going on right now, okay, I don't, mind. I don't want to subject your audience to that because right. I can, I can stomach a lot of crap. Uh, but I, I. We're good. I don't want to do that to your audience. We're good. Nostagram.co. I can go over. It's actually my favorite client for the web. Another one is like snort.social. Uh, snort.social. Uh, I'll go over there. Okay. So I can go to settings and I can go to, um, yeah, I can go over to settings when you're for, when you're not logged in. 
you can go to settings and it will say, do you want to do you want to make a key pair? Why? Yes, I do. And then you hit OK and it gives you a um, it gives you a private key and it gives you a public key. Write that shit down. Okay. <laughs> Write it down somewhere like even, you know, like just give a five, however you want to do it. But you got to keep your private key. Once that private once that private public key pair is generated, it doesn't matter what client generated it. You can go to any client and use it. But that whole remember the Albi wallet we were talking to, talking about? Yeah. Uh, Albi wallet will generate you a key pair inside the wallet. I like that because then I'm never doing it with somebody else's stuff. Exactly. Now, how how does that? Well, let's say I'm using the one we just had up. I don't remember what you said it was. Now, Nostagram.co. Nostagram. I'm using Nostagram. I go there. I have Albi. I've already generated my key. Albi somehow interacting with Nostagram. How does Albi keep Nostagram from gaining access to that information that I've generated there? I wish I could tell you, but I'm at okay. the at the at the limit of how that communication on the back end works between Albi and the clients. But I can tell you this. I've been using the Albi extension and I have not had any issues that I am aware of. Okay. Whether I and I've had the extension live well before I got into Nostr. Yeah. And I had have not had any issues that I am aware of. That doesn't mean that there's not issues. I'm just if there is, I good luck. I, I I don't know about them. So yeah, I got you. Okay. Cool. Uh, where where were we? Uh, we 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 were talking about what a person does. Oh yeah. Okay. So we we you know that whole thing about the whole Twitter clone kind of thing. There's a Telegram clone. That's the Astral Ninja one. Um, it looks completely different, and this leads me to the fact that. Honestly, this doesn't have to be this way. Even Jack Dorsey, you know, the guy that started Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. He's got like a one BTC uh, bounty out on somebody that will use Nostr to build a GitHub replacement. Because okay. GitHub is owned by like Microsoft now or somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. So there's compl- it's completely compromised. And God forbid, that's where the Bitcoin repository right now lives, although yeah. we have copies. So yeah. that's that's good. But he's got I mean, I mean, that's a lot of money, right, for yeah. somebody, you know, especially for somebody using Nostra, which is, from what I understand, easy to work with. It's lightweight and all that kind of stuff to build a GitHub to rebuild GitHub in it. You it's know, 20 grand a day and it's probably 250 grand in two years. Right. So I, I mean, yeah, ex- exactly. So <laughs> that's a lot of money on the line. But again, we're copying what we already have. Right. Yeah. So. It'll take somebody else to go, I want to create something from nothing that nobody's ever seen. I don't even know what it is. It's going to be possible because what can you create with communications of non-value that are married with communications of value? There's not really a there's not really a box that you're in. Adam Curry, get on this shit. You're good yeah, at no, stuff, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Adam understands it just yet. I, yeah. I, I listen to No Agenda and, and yeah. uh, Podcasting 2.0, and they're kind of bagging on it right now. And I'm like, uh, I know where you're at in this journey, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, if I can be of service, yeah. Call what you know. Yeah. Don't call one eight hundred. Cry harder. Call one eight hundred. I'll try to help. I don't I'll know. Try. But, <laughs> but so. But here's like an idea that I had, 
do you use any kind of like a application for note taking? I use notes. I use the most boring one there is. Right. And I Have use you ever- it seamlessly integrates between my MacBooks and my phone. And I, okay. I use it for boring shit, like the three things I'm going to get done today. Or a, like I'll put my grocery list on it, and I'll tell my wife, if you want to add shit to the list before I get to the store, just open it and add it. It'll be there when I get there. That's right. all I do with notes. I'm not I'm not meticulous with time management. I just am not. Okay. And, and I'm not either, but I've found a couple of, of – uh applications that that are really helping me along uh can i i this one i do want to show you because it kind of makes sense to show you so it's present yep uh where am i and i would share the tab that you're going to pull up you should say present and it should say share screen yeah and then when you hit that you should see got it tab okay and i'll add it for you okay there you go all right this is the notes that i'm working on today or working off of for today. This is what's called a canvas. But the whole thing is, this is a note-taking thing called Obsidian. Jesus, you are organized. It looks like a plan to build an atomic bomb or something. I, but I'll if I go... paperclip on, on the screen here, if you can't see it, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if I go over to something that I've been working on, you know, for a while, like, uh, let's see, regenerative agriculture books, soil odors manual. This is a write up I did to, for soil odors manual. And you say, Hey, look, uh, I kind of want that. I kind of want that. And this is also what's called a note in obsidian has nothing, ab- absolutely nothing to do, but it's got all these information like, mm-hmm. I can backlink to the author and I've got a whole page for him. And it's, it's, it's not because I, I built this all. I just, it just started coming up as I started keeping notes. Okay. And you want it. What if I can turn this into a note that Nostra understands okay. and send it directly to your obsidian app and you pay me for it okay. or you rent it because I've got a lightning, you know, a lightning node. So I give node. you a hundred thousand stats to have it for two days. Right. Or, uh, you know, it's like uh, you want all the links that all the news stories that I covered in, you know, yesterday's episode, episode 685 of Bitcoin and podcast. And here's all the links that I use. And you go, you know, I heard something and maybe you can even do a blind request where I don't know who the hell wants it. But I just get this request inside Obsidian and it's powered by Noster. And it's a request and there's like an invoice that if I accept it will give me a hundred sats and they get all of these, these things. This is a terrible example because who gives a shit about what I'm showing you now? Yeah. Just insert anything that you want that you think is a value that is information that I can put in an application like this, replace that. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, I would, you know, I think I want that whole, you know, that whole canvas that he's sharing with Jack right now. Uh, let's go uh, see where that is. Uh, Noster. And it's the TSP Noster canvas. And if you want this, you can have it. And I'll pay that. You, you, you know, you, uh, I accept the invoice and it gets paid and sent to my lightning. And then all of a sudden this entire file gets shot out as a note over Noster and it comes right into your application. It could be like that. So this so, brings up something else though. So, as you're talking about how light everything is, I start thinking about what actually gets the most traction being shared today. And it's videos, it's images, it's, it's much 
heavier files. Very. So if I'm on Nostra right now, can I share videos or that it have to be hosted somewhere else? How does that work? It depends on the client. Um, you can go ahead and stop sharing this if you want. It depends on the client. Um, some clients, there's like, um, like Noster. It's one of the reasons why I like Noster. And by the way, the gentleman that built Noster, uh, John Leger, he was the guest on one of my previous podcasts and he talks all about Nostergram. We talk all about Noster and we, you know, we, I'll, I'll give you that later, but, um, in nostergram.co, you can just put videos and images directly into your note. Somebody's got to host that. Right now, it's John. Okay. So it hurt, it's, it's painful for him, right? In what I normally do is I rely on, like I use a lot of snort.social as well, and I rely on a third party, which is always bad, but it is. It's, it is what it is. We're building this stuff. Yeah. You got to figure it out. Yeah. I use uh, Imgur to host either a video or, or rather a, like a small GIF or a small video or a picture. Yeah. And I put the link in most, <clears throat> I'll put the link into the note. Most clients will render that link as a picture that you can see, which okay. is kind of cool. All right. So the other thing is, is that that is a concern because these, this is massive amounts of data. We're talking, you get like a couple of million users doing this. You're talking about petabytes. Right. Yeah. How do we solve it? I don't know. We'll figure it out. You know, we're not stupid. You know, we, yeah. we the human condition is that which finds problems and then burns them down with a flamethrower. That's what we do. And right? we need to figure out, like, how to deal with things that don't need to be there forever. So this is a tweet that I sent today promoting this live stream. Right. And and this live stream will be hosted on various video websites. It'd be great if there was a Nostra equivalent, but, you know, it'll be on some very uncensorable sites in addition to YouTube and whatever. This tweet and that image that I uploaded because Twitter was being bitchy today and it mm -hmm. wouldn't bring the thumbnail in from the post. I don't really care if that thumbnail's not there as soon as we're done. Right. Right. Because there'll be a new thing that is the permanent podcast. Right. And there's right. tons of stuff. You know, I'll share a meme or something like that. And I don't really care if that meme's there three weeks later. So it, and, and, and but Noster's like forever. So I actually think the third party of some of the pieces in some ways makes sense. You know, throw the video on DTube or whatever, you know, or yes. I can't think of the one everybody else is using now. Um, it's the one where all the crazies are like, the complete, like, even I'm like, whoa, that dude's got some, he ain't got a tin hat. That dude's got a steel hat, man. He's got, uh, I can't think of what it's called now, but it's, it's Gab? one of those kind of like buzz tube or something. I don't know. Right. Okay. Okay. And, well, it, yeah. But okay. Okay. So like the, the, the weightiness of, of ancillary files, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a thing. So there's been talk already in, in, you know, people that are developing Noster is they're they under, they get it clearly uh, and they're trying to figure it out. So questions are becoming, do we really need exactly what you're saying? Do we really need to keep this forever? And you kind of can't delete a note. Yeah, you kind of can, but you kind of can't. And again, user experience snafu causes friction. We're not sure we're building it. We're trying, we're testing, we're testing in production. We're, you know, as Adam Curry says, we're, we're running with scissors. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're, we're running with scissors. Um, 
we'll figure it out. And I don't think that it's impossible to never not delete a note. Maybe we can overwrite the note with like a zero bit data or something like that, where it's just blank. It's still there. It's just ain't nothing in it. But like the, the video file falling off after 30 days. Why not? Unless unless I could pay. We'll get into uh, last thing. We should probably end up with zaps, but I could pay a relay like I put the note, you know, and I get the six kinds of information that it needs to be a functional part of the protocol. And I give it, you know, upload it, upload the video that I'm going to attach to it. And then I attach to that an invoice of 100,000 sats. Yeah. And that gives me a timer. And yeah. if I want more time and again, we have to measure that against the user experience. How wonky will that be? Well, we won't know until somebody actually builds the damn thing. And then we'll figure out if it sucks as a user experience. If yeah. it does, we'll figure it out from there. This whole out of the, the real world, the strong live and the, and the weak die. And that's right. okay. Like failure is okay. Yes. How many oh. versions of email were there? Oh God. Right. Yeah, how many? Right. Yeah. yeah. The, I don't know. Most people in the audience probably don't know this. The government, when email came up, thought people would pay the government for government <coughs> email. And I, I don't mean that. that you could have a .gov. I meant like they they literally thought you would pay like a nickel an email. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And, and they really thought people would do it. And they actually built it, and then like nobody used it. And they're like, well, we'll use it internally. And they're like, well, that makes no sense. We'll be paying ourselves. Right. Well, you so know. Like, it, and at, you know, Adam Back came up with uh, Hashcash to do yeah. the exact same thing, but that was a spam prevention thing. Yeah, there's no reason why something like that doesn't work here. I yeah. can choose. See, that's the thing is like I can choose to have a public relay. I might yeah. have to put up with dick pics. Okay, I can choose to have a private relay. How much do I want to pay for it? You know, what pro- services does it provide? Does it provide good services? Well, then I'll probably pay for it. Does it just suck and do nothing? I don't really want to pay for it. Okay. But again, this is the the wanting the everything out of the box to work exactly the way that you're used to and the ease of which the convenience of which you've become accustomed. Stop it. (laughs) Is there any possible way that we could do something the hard way for freaking once? Yeah. I mean, I know we don't always have to, but is that what, what, what does that journey entail? What gifts does it, does it give us on the other side of learning because we went through something hard? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at blogging, right? Before WordPress, blogging was hard. Yeah. Blogging was hard. Blogging was hard. Now blogging is easy. And now literally anything you want a blog to do, there's a plugin. And that plugin will either throw a little advertisement in there or you can pay for it or it's a freemium. Like you get the base layer. And they'll give you that for free because it's software is printing money. Once you've done it, it's done. Um, But you want all the expanded features, like all in one SEO plugin for WordPress. It's Uh free, but do you want everything or do you want to be able to just put in your basic tags that only change how things display on a search engine? It's up to you. Do you want analysis, right? You pay for the pieces you want or you buy a Tesla. Mm -hmm. You buy a Tesla. The Tesla you buy that won't go 3.2, zero to 60. Could all you got to do is pay for it, and they'll they'll, they'll click a button, and the, the 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 what everything that's needed is already there, and you pay for what you want. And I think this will be, it might be the most extensive example of that ever as it matures. 
Yeah. Because yeah, why would it be? Yeah, a complete sandbox that actually does stuff. Yeah. You know, my kids kids play, you know, like a Minecraft. Uh, it's a it's a sandbox. Like yeah, you can't get anything out of it. I mean I mean sp- spatial recognition, bu- you know, building skills, uh interfacing with a computer. Yeah, that, but everything that re- is in you know, Minecraft is in Minecraft. It's in the sandbox, it remains there forever and a day. This one this one's out in the wild walking around reaching for things and breaking shit. This is different. <laughs> <laughs> this is about the Simpsons episode we talked about with Nicole and uh, John the other day where si- Homer goes back in time and sneezes on a dinosaur. <laughs> and when he comes forward, like everything's jacked up, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just keeps running the toaster time machine until it comes back to normal. And it's uh, almost normal. And he settles for it, right? <laughs> he settles for it. <laughs> settles for normal. So, yeah, let's end with zaps because I keep seeing people. I got zaps. I got a bunch of sats today on Nostr or whatever. Yeah. How does that work? Okay, this is this answers the question of how is Bitcoin integrated directly with Nostr. It is not. Okay. Kind of. The Bitcoin <laughs> – the Bitcoin main <laughs> – sorry. The Bitcoin main chain transactions, Nostr doesn't see it. Nostra doesn't understand it. Okay. Maybe one of these days somebody will build something for the protocol that will. I don't know. But right okay. now, uh-uh. However, Zaps, that's a – remember we were talking about event of kind one? Okay. And that's like sort of just text. And the protocol says, oh, I'm, I'm going to be sending a text event. So I know how to format it for the for the relay, and here you go. Zaps is a different kind of event that the protocol understands. Mostly you interact with that. Uh, the, the, most of the time that you're in, well, all the time that I'm interacting with it, I'm interacting with Zaps through a client and the client is relaying the information to the protocol. So in like Domus, I have on my iPhone, I got wallet of Satoshi, right? And right. Domus, you know, at the time there was way back in the day, uh, last December 17th, we were still posting LN invoices generated from Wallet of Satoshi and a few other ones. We would paste them right in to the note and people would, they'd copy and they'd paste into their Wallet of Satoshi and they'd pay me. I'd go check my Wallet of Satoshi and I'd say, look, they paid me. And Nostra didn't see any of it. And then all of a sudden I was able to get a Wallet of Satoshi invoice and drop it into Damas. And it would render it as a button with a picture of the invoices. This is a Wallet of Satoshi invoice. Okay. And I would click it, and it would take me to Wallet of Satoshi. So we've we've deleted a step. And then we got the ability to put in a – and I'm just going with Wallet of Satoshi. Lots of wallets can be used. Okay. okay. But I don't want to go over all that because I know you're probably low on time. No, we're good. I can go to, I can go to Wallet of Satoshi, and I can get – um, I can get my my wallet of Satoshi address, which is like I think mine is tearing feet thirty one at walletofsatoshi.com or something like that. Mine is beefy Persian thirty seven. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Because it auto generates some random crap, and that's what I got. You know. <laughs> and now most clients in your profile will allow you to drop that in to a specific spot that says Lightning Payments. And you drop in that, and then at your profile that somebody else sees, all of a sudden a lightning bolt occurs in your profile. 
and they hit that and it opens up wallet of Satoshi or whatever it is that, you know, there's ways that you can set these clients to recognize certain wallets is just figure it out. I, I can't hold the, that many hands, but I've got mindset for wallet of Satoshi. So when I hit the little lightning bolt, wallet of Satoshi comes up and it says, how much you want to pay Jack? And I go, I don't know, 10,000 Satoshis. And I hit, it generates it. And I said, I just hit send. I don't even paste the invoice. But hmm. because the, well, when I hit your, actually what happens is I hit your lightning bolt. It generates me an invoice. Okay. And then, then I can sit where, well, wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. All I have to do is put in your you wallet the amount address. because you're using Ellen URL, I guess is what it's called. Yeah. At, at, but this isn't a zap. This is a tip. Okay. And then we, somebody finally figures out. And I think it was, I can't remember who it was that did it. Doesn't matter. They figured out how to make an event. And now I can zap you directly to that same address. You don't have to change anything. Okay. Because it's present on your, in your bio. If okay. you send out like, uh, I just did this show with, with David about Noster. Come listen. Here's the link. And then I can go and I see that note. I can specifically zap that note. Okay. And that note in clients keeps that information. So like I send out like 10 different notes. One has nothing in it. One has a picture of a dirty kitty. The other one has a really well thought out essay. And chances are good. The one that I put the most work of uh, proof of work into will get the most zaps. Okay. I can use it as a metric of here's what people like what I do. And here's when people don't give a shit about what I do. So how's the other end work then? So let's say that I, I, I drop my beefy Persian thing in there. And so then I'm somehow having to link my payment side back. Right. So it makes total sense to me that I could get paid that way. Right. Sending it inside Noster, hitting a lightning bolt and zapping. Right. And see, I understand how you do it in Fountain because you have a wallet inside Fountain. Right. It, that's a custodial arrangement at that point, right? If yeah, if it's on your phone, yeah, like you know, let's just take Domus. I'm not sure about Amethyst. I can't speak okay. to it. Not an Android user. In Domus, it knows you've got Wallet of Satoshi. It just knows. It's like it's like the it's like it senses that you've got these wallets on there. And there's a little bit more to it than that. I mean, like you hit thing and it will say, hey, I detected these, you know, here's all the wallet list I can use. I click Wallet of Satoshi and it sets it as my default wallet. Okay. Then after that, if I want to pay you, I hit a lightning bolt to zap you. It brings up my wallet of Satoshi. Okay. And I've got a set of, like right now, my my general zap amount, I'm a cheapskate, so I'm doing 77 zaps, okay. right? Or 77 sats per zap. So I see your, your show announcement. I go, I like Jack. I hit zap on that note and not another one, just that note, not your tip, not your profile, that particular note. And it opens my wallet. I hit send and it senses that I want 77 sats and then you get it. <laughs> and you're, it comes up in your like it comes up in your uh, messages or, or uh, your notifications that you got zapped. And Adrian just, by the way, sent me 100 sats. <laughs> that was the direct send just to me. Person. If I want to see if it really worked. But thank you, Adrian. Um, not a zap. But that's cool. I guess so then. Like, I don't spend much time actually on this device. Uh-huh. I'm a desktop guy because I'm old. Uh, so am I. And I'm in my, I, I work here. And when I leave this office, I try to leave work alone 
Like I don't uh-huh. even have email on here. Uh-huh. I do have a Proton Mail account on here for emergency communications and backup communications and vacation communications, right? Uh-huh. But I don't even I don't even run email on my phone. I walk out of my office, screw it, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, right. So if I'm on a desktop, I I've never tried to use well. There is no desktop version of Wallace Satoshi, is there? No. Okay. No. No. I, I wish there was. Do I use Albi? Uh, that that's where I was going. Okay. That's what I use when okay. I when I go to snort.social, nostagram.co, iris.to. These are all enabled. I sign into all of them with with the Albi extension. So then I'm awesome. receiving sats and I'm sending sats from a centralized and it's the custodial wallet, but who gives a right. shit? Cause you're not going to keep $10,000 in there. No, that's just, and that's just stupid. And the whole thing of you should never use a custodial wallet. I'm like, okay, it's not binary. There's shades of gray. At what point am I uncomfortable with keeping, you know, a, what amount am I uncomfortable with keeping on a custodial wallet, I will call you on the phone and I will tell you when I'm uncomfortable. Otherwise it is none of your damn business. Yeah. Okay? I would get so, this way. Would I, would I put the bills if they were cash in my front pocket and walk around with them? If I would do that, I'm comfortable with it in wallet, Satoshi blue wallet, whatever. If I wouldn't, then it's either, you know, I, I use for my lightning node, I use Zeus. So mm-hmm. I have, so I do have a mobile interface to my node with the right. Zeus wallet, and I'm very comfortable with that, even though there's some, you know, lightning. There, I have some liquidity out there for my node, right? And that's right. still not that much money. The vast majority of my Bitcoin is held on a hardware wallet, right? And that's that's a total, like, those are different worlds. I, if you're worried about losing 50 bucks, I, I, I don't get I can't help you. I don't know you. what to say, man. How do you how do you put your socks on and go out the door <clears throat> if you can't handle that? Yeah, and you can always call one eight hundred cry harder for customer support. There's you probably know. people calling that right now, and who knows who they're getting. <laughs> Wouldn't but, it be okay. funny if somebody had that number and didn't even know it was the number they had? I could see that happening. I've I've actually wondered that myself, and I have never tried calling it because I'm like I you know it's funny to say I don't want to give it any more attention. Than that. No, but no. I just. Just to be clear, in case somebody you know missed it, you're on a web client, and you, like if you're already using Albi to handle your key pairs, which you should be, there's also NOS2X, I believe. When you hit a zap or you want to tip somebody, that web client knows about Albi, and it says, okay. "Hey, hey, Albi, can you open up the wallet? I got, I got to make a transaction here." Okay. And pop-ups will come up, and you can hit like you can either put in the the amount there. Or depending on the client, you might have put in the amount you want to zap inside okay. the client. Then it tells Alby. Either way, Alby will give you the ability to say, yeah, I really do want to send this. Okay. Or, oh, I made a mistake. I didn't mean to actually hit the lightning bolt button and just cancel. Yeah. So yeah. it that's how you do it on at least on like, you know, uh, Windows, you know, Microsoft based, you know, based yeah. operating or, systems. Oh, shit. I meant 10,000 sets, not 100, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get a chance to you get a chance to back out of any transaction, whether it's on like I'm using Domus and iOS or I'm using, you know, Windows and I really shouldn't be. But I do. I, I yeah. admit it. I'm, I'm going to catch hell for that. It just works. And that's like for me, I can send up a shit post and get like maybe 77 sats for it or I can announce like a show. I can say, hey. I was on Jack Spirico's the Survival Podcast. If you want to hear it, here's the link that, that Jack sent me. 
And people will probably give me like one, you know, by the time it's all said and done, a couple of grand in sats. Okay. And, and it goes right in, it goes, it, okay. Let me be clear about this one though. Since I put tearing, like I no longer use tearing feet 31 at Wallet of Satoshi for my, (laughs) for my receive. Yeah. Okay. So no, you can, it'll just go to my wallet of Satoshi because I really like the guys over at Stacker, Stacker Stacker.news. It's sort of like a Reddit. It's lightning empowered. It's built by Bitcoiners out of Austin, Texas. I love these guys. I always will love these guys. I'm shilling it on air. It's unruly and probably unwelcome, but. No, it's fine. I, I'm able to take their wallet that they give me. I can give them that. I now give uh, Noster or like my client that address. Okay. And now all my zaps go to Stacker News. If I wanted to change to somewhere, it went somewhere else. Like let's say you gave me your wallet address. And for some reason or another, I was feeling like I'm a generous God and wanted to put your address into where, you know, into my profile for your wallet. Then it's going to go to you. Interesting. It's yeah, it's amazing. But there was another point that was probably important, but maybe it wasn't because I, I forgot it. But there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's interesting, too, though, because like if I. I could do that temporarily. So if I had somebody that I found something going on in their life and I knew their place to connect to, I could share their information and you could verify when you were sending it that like all contributions go to this person for this day. Yeah. That's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. and uh, uh, there's a verification process for people that want that just you know, uh, have to have it. Um, it verifies you that it's like extra verification, like a blue check on Twitter called yeah. NIP. Uh, Noster Improvement Possibilities is what NIP stands okay. for. Okay. Uh, like a zip. Yeah, exactly. It's NIP05. And I use I use Nosterplebs.com. But here's the deal. You have your own website, Jack. <clears throat> yeah. You, you are an administrator of that website. You can put information from Noster into your dot well known. Yeah. And it will, and I don't know exactly know how to do that. There's people on Nostra you can ask on exactly how to do that. And then you can take what's generated from that and put it into your profile. And it will say this account will basically, it says verified. But since I know that it like, I could like, for instance, the beef initiative, I got him a private key, got a public key, got him like a a Nostra plebs. I did that. I had to tell people and announce I'm doing this because Slim is overseas. He ain't got yeah. time for the chip, but he needs a presence. Yeah. But that's not really verified because I ain't beef initiative, right? I got I, you. I got I mean. you. But when you do it on your website, yeah. I'm pretty damn sure you're the only one that could actually put that information in on one site. Correct. And Correct. there's so there's another layer of, yeah, pretty sure this is Jack. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if because I've been trying to get these guys on the air. And I need to play with their browser more, but the impervious browser would just seem like this is a natural fit to like seamlessly integrate into impervious. Oh, how are you liking that? Because I'm, I, I have, you know, I'm, I'm so busy. Yeah. That I haven't like actually started using it daily. I'll play with it, and then I'm like, all my shit's set up in Brave, and I go back to Brave, and I, you know, I've, 
Yeah. I need to I need to play with that more because it seems like they built a browser so that it was designed for all of these things, including the thing that you and I will be talking about two years from now that has nothing to do with Noster. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. it's designed for that is how it seems to me anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's take a couple real quick questions and I'll let you go. Um, K Bonk said, so what could be the ideal application? I don't know. We kind of threw some ideas out there. I mean, maybe an in- fully integrated browser. <laughs> maybe that is the ideal. Yeah. Or, or, you know, live garage sales. Ooh. Take, take a picture of the item. It's like, I've read it a garage sale uh-huh. and this, this hasn't sold yet. Take a picture of it, you know, like put it on, on Noster with a lightning invoice and see no. if you can get rid of it. No, wait, wait, check this out. So there's all these people flipping shit and they go to these thrift shops and stuff uh-huh. and they pick out the things they know will sell. They buy them, they bring them home and they put them up for sale and they don't leave them at the thrift store because you put it up for sale. It's not there. You're screwed when you go back and somebody else went and got it. But what if you can like you walk around in a Goodwill store like, oh, I think this is pretty cool. And then like you just just carry it around like you're going to buy it. And if somebody buys it, you put it in the basket. So that you're selling oh, you it in real freaking time. So like that's, I've got my own. That's a great idea. Secret shoppers are not. That's not the right word for it. My own like because there's people out there that buy ridiculous amounts of bullshit. I think right. they're stupid, but they want their shit. And there's no reason they shouldn't have it. But like right. if I was out there and I'd be like, well, I got this this really cool mug. I don't know what it is. Right. It's got the, the, the Bitcoin Val logo on it. And it ends up in a Goodwill because somebody got rid of it. And they scan that, and somebody in my audience, and let's say we discontinue that from the shop, is like, I want that thing, and I'll pay X for it. You could even have it run like a, a real-time eBay. Yep. Right? So, like, starting bid is 10,000 sats, and it, the, the auction runs for the next 30 minutes. That's as long as I'm going to be here. Yep. And I'm walking out the door in 30 minutes, and if nobody meets the reserve, I'm putting it back on the shelf. And if, if somebody is the highest bidder, we'll close, I'll take payment, and I'll pay for it at the register. And then we need some kind of reputation management to go with that. So, you know, I'm not closing you over. So you can see in my profile that I have successfully retrieved 400 items and shipped them. So like, okay, I'll buy, like eBay has, like I'll buy from Jack. He's a power seller on Nostra, Nostradamus thrift shit or whatever it is. That would be a cool app, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the reputation could be handled like an, uh, like an event kind. You know, you can also, so then it goes the other way. Now, I'm the collector, and I'm like, what I really need is, and here's my bounty for finding it. There you go. Right? Here's my bounty. Yeah. I, I, I can't find it online. Surely somewhere it's at somebody's garage sale, estate sale, whatever. I have an open bounty on this thing. The first person that claims it gets 500,000 sats or whatever it is, you know, at the time. Right. That's, yeah. See, and that's where we're, now we're creating something that doesn't exist. Exactly. We're not copying. So I think the answer to the ideal application is something that doesn't exist yet. All right. Nick, there's blogs. There's the potential for RSS feeds. There's the potential for file sharing is pretty wild. RSS feeds are already there. There are uh, whole bots that are uh, pub key, private key paired that all they do is monitor a single RSS feed and then blast it out over Nostr. So I could hook up my blog feed. Yep. And automatically share every episode, every new item of the day, post, all of that shit. Just like right now I do that. Um, well, Tom did it for me because I didn't do shit. But <laughs> when I make a new post on TSP, I don't know where it goes first. I think it goes to Telegram first. 
mm-hmm. he goes to my Telegram channel. My channel reposts it to my group, and one of them throws it over to our Discord. Uh-huh. And put, so in one motion, I get published. It's Telegram group, Telegram channel, Discord, into its proper category on our Discord. Right. So you could do the same thing with Noster, right, and, 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 and broadcast that way into whatever feed you attached it to. Yeah, and blogs and file sharing. Well, we already talked about that GitHub uh, thing that Jack wants to give somebody a, you know, and we talked about the Obsidian thing. But, yeah, blogs are all this, all of this, all of it. Real quick on this one, Adrian says, how do you link lightning to amethyst if it was not covered already? Can't zap without this. I don't, I don't know, know. Don't because know. I'm not an Android user, so okay. I, I can't speak to – I mean, that's just, you know, unethical for me to speak to something that I don't yeah. know anything about. Keep, keep keep bumping on it. You'll figure it out. So uh, you want to tell people about your podcast? Oh, yeah, the Bitcoin and podcast. You can find it, Bitcoin and Space dot, space dot, space dot, which is terrible, but it's supposed to be about Bitcoin and <laughs> other things. Right. Other yeah. things exist. Um, I am on Fountain. I use heavily use podcasting 2.0. Uh, my name is David Bennett. I do the show. It's a Bitcoin news show every, almost every day. I didn't do one today because I'm meeting with you. Uh, but if you want to figure out what the hell's going on in Bitcoin, I will read you the articles. Like Guy Swan does these big long ones that are like yeah. essays and stuff. Yeah, I, I what I needed somebody to tell me what the hell was going on with Jerome. What did Jerome Powell say today, and how did it affect Bitcoin? And it's not. Okay. That, I mean, I do commentary on it, but I'm reading word for word, like eight to ten articles that are relevant to Bitcoin. I try to wait, stay as far away from shitcoinery as I can, but sometimes you got to talk about it because it comes in. Yeah, um, and I give you a little market update in the middle of it. I try not to jack around too much, but I do make commentary and people have been liking it. So cool. I've been doing it for almost, I'm getting into my fifth year. And that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Well, you is. are the one that told me about podcasting 2.0. Yay. He finally recognized yeah. me. <laughs> you're, you're the reason I did it. I've said it before. Um, I, just, I, I, I never, it's like, I, 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 you got to talk about like Bitcoin uh, podcasting 2.0. And I'm like, I told you about that. I swear to God, I told you about that. I think I think he's forgot. I think you forgot me. Well, <laughs> you told me about it was so long ago. It was kind of like Nostril. There was all this crap you had to do and stuff. And then I had yep. Adam on, and he's like, "Oh no, just get Breeze." And it was like it already existed, but I didn't know about it. And like the next day, somebody told me about Fountain, uh-huh. and then I didn't do anything with that. And we set it up using some kind of Discord bot, and uh-huh. and then when I got on Fountain, I'm like, "Wait a minute." Uh, like then it really made sense. And I think a lot of this stuff that we're talking about today, it will be the apps that use the protocol that will open it to the masses. But that's why you get involved now. Build your history now. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Crap now, because, you know, I got on Fountain in August last year and I made the top 10 list on Fountain for the year uh-huh. for supported shows. I think I was number seven for the year. And I'm like, well, I should have got my ass on there in January. Uh-huh. And that would have made a lot more sense, right? You know, um, yeah. I'll, you know, again, we're all running with scissors around here. Yeah, you know, it's all we're all in in, in dangerous territory. But if you want to, if you want to get an update, generally speaking, Monday through Friday, uh, you go to Bitcoin and I will read you the news and I read yeah. it verbatim so that you can make your own decision about whether or not my commentary is valid for you. Sure. You know, but. 
Um, I just kind of want to leave this off with this last thing is that where does this all lead us? Got a hunt. You're going to end up with 195 pissed off governments. You're going to end up with 195 citizenries that are rediscovering their birthright, their future, their freedoms. And when you add Bitcoin plus the Lightning Network plus Noster, you got a three-pole chair, which is the most stable thing that you can have. We've been waiting on Noster for that last little bit, that mm-hmm. last push over the cliff. And that last push over the cliff is probably – it's not going to be bright and cheery and filled with rainbows and you know farting unicorns. Yeah, There may be blood, and I don't want to end it on a doomer note, but – All of this is important. And when things are important, they have a tendency to have consequences. This is going to have consequences. So there's no such thing as a bloodless revolution. All you get to choose is maybe how much blood and what kind. Exactly. Right. So that's where I'll leave it. This is the they they said the revolution won't be televised. However, it shall be broadcasted. It will absolutely be experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I've got links to all your stuff in the show notes. One thing I wanted to hit you with before we leave, because I wasn't sure what I was looking at. I've got your Noster pub key. And there's something that followed that that said, Hex, is that supposed to be in the show notes or not? Uh, Yeah, there's a there's a a, two versions of the pub key. One starts with in pub one. Okay, that's that one. That's a type that that's a type. Some clients don't like that type. They okay. want a hex. So I had to convert NPUB1 through an NPUB2 hex converter. Okay. And that's the hex. So if for whatever reason it says, in, you know, client you put gotcha. in says, I don't like it, try the hex one. Don't okay. include hex or NPUB in parentheses, just the numbers that come before it. Okay, gotcha. Numbers so if you can't find them on one, you can try the other. And right. I've got them both in the show notes. I've got his Stacker News profile. I've got his podcast on Fountain and on Apple, Instagram, No Agenda Social, and Patreon, all in the show notes today. So if you like what David had to say and you want to find out more and follow him, I got all the ways that he gave me that you can do that uh, locked into the show notes for you today. That'll be on the audio version of the episode. Link to get there is right down there in the video. If you're watching this, you know, anytime after we did it, it's probably already there. If you're watching it right now, not done yet. You'll have to wait. That will be live in about an hour from right now. That is 1.54 p.m. Central Standard Time Thursday today. David, thank you for being with us today. You're welcome, Jack. Thank you for having me. Well, I, I will say that I, I talked to David a little bit uh, after the episode, and I, I, I'm sure that well, this won't surprise anybody when I say this, uh, but I am less excited about what Noster is and what it does than what it will be and what it will do. That's that's really what I, uh, I I'm excited about and I take away from this. And I'm finally going to get my butt on Noster. And I promise you guys, it may not be today or tomorrow, but by the end of the weekend, so Monday, I will have a pub key for those of you guys that are on Noster and want to come and hook up with me. And I'll figure it out. And I think I'm going to follow his advice and use the Albi extension to integrate uh, with whatever app I choose or whatever application or website I choose to use uh, with Noster. That seemed like good advice. With that, I want to remind you guys that there are ways you can help support us, and one of them is really simple. You just start your online shopping at tspaz.com. That's T-S-P-A-Z, tspaz.com. Uh, item of the day today I brought around about two weeks ago, 
They're adjustable grow light rope hangers for seed starting systems, aquaponic systems, hydroponic systems, indoor systems where you're using grow lights, and honestly anything that you want to hang that ain't that heavy anyway, uh, where you want to be able to change the height at which it hangs. These are pretty cool. They're a little ratchet uh, gear shifter in them. They've got a carabiner on one side that's attached to the pulley system, and then they've got a carabiner on the other side just tied onto the rope. Uh, it's actually a pretty long rope, so you could you can do quite a bit of elevation change. I actually, since I'm using them in my planter system, I took most of that rope and cut off the extra just so it wasn't in the way. But I added something today. My grandson went and shot a video for me, just about a minute long. I actually have them installed in one of my seed starting systems now, and so that you can see exactly how they work with my grow lights and why I chose to hang them the way that I did with that orientation. These things are inexpensive. The price has actually gone up a couple bucks since the first time I featured them just two weeks ago, but they're still cheap, and they just work and work every time. So check them out. And uh, this is one of those ones where I'm not really concerned about the brand. There's a lot of people that make these, and I give some information in another video that's in the write-up. Just remember, you can always support us and find the item of the day at tspaz.com, T-S-P-A-Z, tspaz.com. And all my reviews are there, categorized alphabetically, so you can find like the permaculture stuff, the energy stuff, all of it's there. If it's in T-SPAS, I own it, I use it, I bought it, and I would spend my money on it again, or I wouldn't recommend it to you. Last but not least, do consider joining the Members Support Brigade. Just go to survivalpodcast.com, click on Members to learn more. If you sign up and use the discounts that are provided to members, you will get your money back several times over every year. It's a profitable thing to be a member of the MSB. Uh, unless you pay for it with Bitcoin and Bitcoin quadruples in value or something like that, like David mentions today, that can happen. Uh, but remember, if we don't use Bitcoin, then Bitcoin doesn't have a use. And you can always spend Bitcoin without actually spending your Bitcoin by using the Strike app. And if you want to know more about my Bitcoin tools, go to the BitcoinBreakout.com and click on Tools, and all of the different stuff that I use is there. With that, I will catch you guys tomorrow with an Expert Council Q&A show for the week, and then we'll start the whole thing again on Monday. With that, has been Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. Are they going to bail you out or just run you around? You should have a house the American way. A dollar down, a dollar a month.